Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your two-time PACE award-winning hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to an episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, you know we're a day late today. Uh, usually our podcast come out on Tuesday. Uh, it's coming out on Wednesday today because, you know, Monday we had some big news. We had a big announcement uh, that the director put out. And I know you want to talk about this, right? So why don't we go ahead and talk about this and we'll get into our podcast. Sure. So on, uh, on Monday we announced the, uh, the closure of the uh, West Shoreline Correctional Facility in Muskegon. Uh, I was up there uh, with the uh, with Deputy Director McKee and, and some others to uh, to announce the closure to the staff, as well as to the other uh, two facilities there in Muskegon because it will impact them as well. So, um, I think you know overall, you know what we've said um, publicly and, and and what the director put in her email out to staff uh, on Monday morning is that you know this is uh, it's it's good and it's bad. It, it's it's great news for the taxpayers. Uh, we're going to save about ten million dollars this fiscal year with this closure. We're going to save almost. $19 million going forward uh, annually uh, with the closure. Uh, but we also recognize clearly that this is a sad day for the staff there and, and those that might be impacted at the other two facilities in Muskegon. Um, so, you know, we've put a lot of effort and work into making sure that we minimize the impact on staff to, to the extent possible. Uh, and so we have a number of vacancies at the other two facilities. We've got uh, a lot of vacancies in Ionia, uh, and some of the folks that work in Muskegon already live closer to Ionia than they do Muskegon currently. So uh, we're hoping that this might free up some space, and there's also some retirements. And so our, our hope is that uh, everybody possible that we can work with is hopefully going to land on their feet. And uh, when we were up there, you know, the staff, understandably, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're sad to hear the news, but, you know, that they took it very well. Um, and it was kind of odd, you know, someone actually even thanked, you know, the, dep- 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 the deputy director for, you know, telling him, giving him the thought of the news in person. You know, they, they appreciated, you know, that, hearing it from somebody directly and not getting an email or, or anything like that. And even some of them even comforted uh, the deputy director uh, because they, they said, you know, this must be the toughest part of your job. And, you know, he said, well, clearly but it's not, it pales in comparison to what you're going through right now, and you want to make sure and re- reiterate it to them that, you know, we're here for them. Uh, they're going to be back up in a few weeks um, to when we hopefully have some more answers and when maybe the bumping region has been established and we'll have some further news about how everything's going to shake out. Uh, but we'll be in constant contact with the staff there. If anybody has any questions, whether you're in Muskegon or elsewhere, how this might affect you, or if you just have questions, you can always use the askmdoc at michigan.gov email address. Uh, We'll find the person that has the answers and get back to you as soon as we can. Uh, And so, and then we'll also keep you up to date in the the newsletter. We'll have a standing feature in the newsletter through the closure, uh, which is expected to close the stores on March 24th. And so it's a pretty uh, accelerated timeline. It's about eight weeks. Um, so there's a lot to do, uh, transportation, education, a whole lot of departments are going to be really busy, as well as the staff there winding things down while also uh, determining where they're going to land. And so uh, a, lot, a lot going on there. But one of the reasons why we're able, we were able to announce uh, the closure on Monday is because our prison population is declining, and that's a really good thing. And so that's uh, a credit to all of our staff who are doing just a phenomenal job with our offender success model, which is, you know, reduced the prison population by about 3,000 prisoners uh, over the last uh, two or three years since Director Washington's come on board and really uh, pushed that that uh, reform. And so, it, you know, it was such a success 
uh, that, you know, that Governor Snyder mentioned it during his State of the State address. And so I know we're going to hear a clip of that in, in, in just a few minutes uh, talking about that. And he's also going to tell a really great story about uh, one of our parolees who came out of the vocational village, uh, Salvador Gutierrez, uh, who was in trouble for drugs uh, and came in to the program and really dedicated to changing his life and turning his life around. And so we'll hear that story as well. And I got to spend a good deal of time with, uh, with Salvador as well as his agent, uh, Eric uh, Cottrell. Uh, they got to meet the governor. It was a very cool day uh, for the two of them. We got to go up to the governor's office. He got to meet and greet with the governor. Got to go in his office. Uh, got to see, you know, where he works. Uh, got to some pictures with him. That we've, we've posted those on Twitter. Uh, then we got to go over to the Capitol. He got to go in the governor's ceremonial office. Got to see the governor again. And then was a, you know, a featured guest up in the, up in the balcony uh, for the speech itself and was recognized uh, by the governor by name and was, uh, had him stand up and, and got a great round of applause. And, you know, afterwards, you know, we, uh, the director and I, you know, were at some events uh, following the speech and we just got so much uh, positive uh, feedback from uh, folks who watched the speech. And we're just really inspired by what Salvador uh, went through and, and all, all that he's done. And so it was just a really great night. Uh, you know, and one of the things that was really cool that Salvador mentioned during his interview was that three years ago, the day before the speech, uh, three years ago in, in one day, he was in the news for being arrested for the crime that sent him to prison. And he said, you know, three years and one day later, I'm on the news standing next to the governor. And, you know, that's a pretty cool uh, turnaround uh, story for him. And you know, not only did he go through the vocational village, but he also had gone through uh, Jackson Community College and was on the dean's list for two semesters. And he and he said that uh, uh, this spring he's going to be enrolling in Grand Rapids Community College to even further his degree and transfer the credits that he got while he was in prison. So, pretty tremendous story. Um, we're, you know, we we're hoping that we're going to have even more and more stories like Salvador's uh, come through the vocational village that we'll be able to tell uh, going forward. And, and success stories like his are the reasons why our prison populations continues to go down. And when you have fewer prisoners, uh, you need fewer prisons. And so it kind of all comes together. But I think now might be a good time to uh, listen to uh, what the governor had to say uh, during his State of the State address. Now let me share another success area, though. And this is an area of success you would not normally expect to hear from but they're doing wonderful work and we should be proud of them. And they don't get enough accolades. And I hope you really stand up and give them a big cheer tonight. And that's the Michigan Department of Corrections. They're transforming how our prisons are working in terms of making us all safer and giving opportunity to the returning citizens that are part of that process. In March 2007, there were 51,554 people in our prisons. That was the all-time high. In September 2017, the population fell below 40,000 for the first time since 1993. And how do you do things like this? One of the most positive national initiatives and in corrections is right here in Michigan. It's called the Vocational Village. It began in Ionia in 2016. It expanded to Jackson. We have further plans to expand. It provides our returning citizens the opportunity to give skills for a great career. It's a win for all of us. The vocational village needs employer partners. So I'm encouraging any private employer or any employer out there to join this program. I want to recognize the Grand Rapids area in particular in West Michigan. They have over 20 local employers that have partnered with the vocational village already and are helping ex-offenders directly from prison. And I want to share with you a story. One graduate is Salvador Gutierrez. He was in prison for drug crimes. He enrolled in the vocational village in Ionia and completed all four tiers of a computerized machining course. 
He earned four nationally recognized certificates. When he finished the program, he just didn't stop. He became a tutor and mentor for new students. He's out now. He's successfully employed at Transmatic in Holland and doing great. And Salvador is with us tonight. Salvador, please stand up and let us recognize you on your success. Well, Chris, you know, you had the opportunity to go listen to this wonderful State of the State addressed by the governor. But what's, what was really cool about what you just heard was a couple things. Number one was that for the first time that I can ever remember, which, you know, I haven't been around forever, but for the first time, in a, for, as far as I know, the governor just recognized one of our offenders for the wonderful work that they're doing in the community. Talk about offender success, Chris. That's a, that is the definition of it. But what else I liked about it was when he said, when the governor said, in the, in the middle of a speech, he, he, he starts talking about us. He says, let me share another success area. They're doing wonderful work, and we should be proud of them. They don't get enough accolades. I hope you stand up and give them a big cheer tonight. That's the Michigan Department of Corrections. I mean, Chris, when is the last time you ever heard a governor give a shout-out to the Department of Corrections like that in the state of the state? That's pretty cool. But I'm even more excited today to have on somebody that was actually there, somebody that was up in the balcony that you all saw on TV, um, and that's one of our uh, FOA agents, and that's Eric Cottrell from the Kent County Parole Office. Eric, welcome to Field Days, and we appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Sure. So the first question is what we always ask, you know, kind of how long have you been with the department? What do you do right now? Where have you been? Kind of just give us a quick little bio of you. Sure. Uh, I've been employed with the Department of Corrections for nearly 11 years, uh, last seven of which I spent at the Kent County Pro Office in Grand Rapids as an agent. I hired in as a corrections officer at the Saginaw Correctional Facility, was there for three years, and then transferred to Lapeer, some correctional facility, and then here as an agent. And currently I'm supervising boot campers and vocational village. Okay, so you're one of the infamous vocational village agents. That's good. Um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you today about this. So as I just said, you know, we, we heard um, at the top of the podcast, we heard the governor talk um, during the State of the State about vocational villages, one of the you know, coolest programs in the nation, uh, and actually recognized one of your offenders, a vocational village uh, offender, you know, that's been extremely successful since not, not only you know, he, he was recognized for all the certificates he got while he was inside, um, being a mentor, a coach, um, but even more important is he's following through and he's, and he's doing well on the outside, right? Yeah, so can you talk about, I'm sure you, you, know, you were there with him, what this night meant to him. You know, he, was rec- he got to be at the State of the State. He was in the balcony. He got to stand up. Everybody clapped for him. Um, did you get a chance to talk with him and kind of get a sense of what this meant to him? Yeah, you know, I get to spend uh, a great part of the day with him on Tuesday and get to know him. And, you know, he was pretty humble. He was telling me just how he's been, you know, ashamed and a little embarrassed for letting his, his uh, family down and um, the strides he's made currently working uh, in Holland. Uh, the trade that he received in Vocational Village, his family's proud of him. You know, and here he is um, getting recognized by the, the governor in the state of the state address. He just, he couldn't believe that this is where he was, and he had told me that the day prior to the state address, it was three years since he had been sentenced. So it was just it was just for him to think, oh, in three years I'd be at the state of the state address shaking hands with the governor. He just he was kind of blown away by it. Well, that is awesome. And can, I mean, what did it mean to you to be there also to see, you know, what are the people that you're supervising? You know, because I'm sure the public thinks, you know, parole agent, you you just monitor people when they mess up. You put them in cuffs, you throw them in jail. But that's not what we do. We do so much more than that. So what's it mean to you to see, you know, somebody that you're working with, somebody you're putting a lot of hours and energy into making them successful? What does it mean to you to be there to see one of your offenders be recognized like that? Well, it was great. I mean, most of what uh, what publicity you get for the department, it's usually negative. 
I mean, 90% of the time. So uh, for him to get this recognition and us to be there, and, you know, it's obviously it's a, it's a great program, and I've, I've been dealing with these guys for a little while now, and sure. seen they come out, they're, they're ready to put that, that trade that they received to work. Most of them come out, and they, they've already, they already have a giant job lined up before they parole. And um, that's that's very positive. It's, it's great. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, I'll get into that a little more about vocational village and what you're seeing. Um, but I noticed you said in your first, uh, when you were talking earlier, you said that you got to meet the governor. Is that, is, is that what happened? Yeah, so we arrived at the Romney building early in the day. And Salvador Gutierrez, she was doing uh, question Q&A with the press. And after that, we got to go upstairs and meet, meet the governor in his office, got to talk to him privately. So you got to share some behind the scenes, man. What 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 goes on? What happened? You got to share, share some behind the scenes that night. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, the governor... Had a few shout outs to people as you saw in the state of state address and, and they were all upstairs with them in his office we got to talk to him privately about what, you know why everybody was there and he kind of just showed us around his office and he was talking about how it was his eighth and final state of state address and we just got to know him a little bit very personal very nice guy you know he just, it was great it was awesome well that's cool and, and was the director there with you guys i think absolutely heidi washington was there the whole time you know and, and she she goes to the state of the state every year and Great. Cool. That, well, that's a, that's, a, that's a great experience. But, you know, let's talk about Vocational Village. Um, you know, you are a Vocational Village agent. And, yes. you know, this program, um, as the governor said, has shown some very good um, success. And so can you talk about Vocational Village and why do you, why do you think this program is successful and, and if it's in, in helping people? Why, why is it important? Well, it's important, uh, I think, because the certificates that they obtain after completing the program, you know, it, it kind of uh, removes the stigma associated with them. You know, employers are hesitant to hire felons, and I think the these guys are showing that hey, you know, they they're getting these trades in carpentry, carpentry, plumbing, um, welding, electrical, automotive, CNC machinery. And, and these guys are trading a wide variety of things, and they're showing that they can work. They've got their certificates, and they're they're ready to. To prove that to employers, you know, like I said, removing that stigma, that, that's huge. Yeah, and, and one of Chris and I's favorites, uh, one, of, one of the things they do there is robots. And Chris and I love the robotics, so um, can't leave that one out. But, uh, you know, for, for everybody out there who maybe not doesn't understand what, you know, your vocational village agent, what that means, or maybe there's an agent listening who's like, what? I didn't even know we had vocational village agents. Um, can you talk about, not only, you know, for, for employer purposes, what, what can employers expect and what can agents uh, expect if they have this caseload as a vocational village agent? What, what, what can people expect that you do? Is it, is it different than a regular agent? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, these employers sometimes are hesitant to hire just because of the um, their parole obligations and reporting requirements and things of that nature. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep in contact with the employer, you know, at least bi-weekly. Let them know, hey, you know, if, if him, you know, if, if he has some missed work to come, to report to the office, you know, let's, we need to get away from that. I'll, I'll come out and stop by and, and see him there. I don't want to pull him away from his job because that, you know, we, we don't need that. I can I can go there and make make the contact and ask the employer, you know, anything else that maybe I can do or, you know, just want to know how the parole is doing. And, you know, that's what we're there for is to help with employment, help them keep their job. And, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want to hinder the employer. I love it, man. That's, that's, a, that's a great answer. Um, you know, Eric, it's it's awesome that you came on today. I, I mean, what an experience that you had to 
to be able to go to a state of the state. And I, I saw you on TV sitting there next to next to Salvador. And um, you know what, what a great experience. You know, I, I'll, I'll speak for the department, and we, we can't thank you enough for everything that you do every day to make a difference in people's lives and to impact people and to uh, you know re- reduce the risk and, and get people successful. That is public safety, and um, you are on the front lines of that. And we can't thank you enough for everything you do. Uh, and we can't thank you enough today for coming on Field Days. Thanks so much, Eric. Yes, thank you. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.